Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the warehouse today in their new Salt Lake location, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Don't forget about the Orem location as well, 86 East University Parkway. Gordon, uh, we're going to talk to Dirk Facer of the Deseret News coming up uh, in just a moment. He, of course, covers the Utes. And the Pac-12 are uh, coming back, or Pac-12 is coming back. What's what's grammatically correct there, Gordon? Is? Well, the plural would be they are. They are coming back? Yes. But the Pac-12 as a conference is singular. Yeah. I don't know why all of a sudden I'm talking to myself, Austin, but I'm getting a real bad feedback here. A little, uh, a little echoey there, Gordon? Yeah. Not the it best. Still uh, is. Makes it a little bit difficult to, uh, to talk there. Yeah, I don't know um, what happened, but. Uh, well, Mark Harlan had a press conference earlier today. Uh, we'll get Dirk's thoughts on this whole process and uh, where the conference goes from here. I find uh, the the scheduling interesting, Gordon, because I get I get coaches' complaints that maybe the crossover game should not count toward who wins the division because it would be you know usually in a normal year you get uh, three out of the five in the crossover games right so you're you're likely going to get a tough team from the other uh, at least one from the other division and it'll kind of work itself out to not be completely unfair but in this case if you get Oregon instead of yeah. Washington State I mean that's there's a there's a pretty significant difference there so let's let's talk to the man himself about it let's get out to the T-Mobile special guest line T-Mobile and Sprinter are coming together to build the best wireless company around visit tmobile.com for online services and local store availability he covers the youths for the Deseret News he's our good friend Dirk Facer Dirk what is happening not much. It sounds like I finally got to go back to work. This has been kind of a <laughs> weird six-month vacation. I know. Isn't it great? We're getting football back, Derek. You're going to have games to cover again. And let, let me just ask you this. Are you, are you surprised that we are going to have games this fall? <laughs> you know, it changed every day, it seemed like, uh, for a while there, especially the last week or so, because there were times where it looked like there's no way, and then you – you turn the news on and you see the uh, positive tests are up and the deaths are up, and then the next day things seem to be calming down. So it's been a roller coaster ride. So to answer your question, it depends what day you ask me. And right now, I guess since it's official, I guess they're playing. So, Dirk, uh, I read your uh, your story yesterday in the Desert News, and it was uh, very thorough. You covered the whole thing. What what do what do your readers and what do our listeners need to know about what's going on now? What will happen moving forward? Well, moving forward, you guys were just talking about it. I think the schedule is something that that's big right now. Now, Mark Harlan held a Zoom conference with the media today, and he talked about uh, how some things on the schedule were going to stay the same such as obviously Utah's going to play every team in the Pac-12 South. They're going to play them at the same location that was originally scheduled. Uh, it's been on an, um, it's been that way since 2011 when they joined the league. You know, they're at Arizona State one year, and the next year Arizona State comes to Utah, and that's with all the teams there. So they're not going to break up that rotation, which means that Arizona and USC are coming to Salt Lake City. Uh, UCLA, <coughs> excuse me, Arizona State and Colorado will all be road games. Now that 
extra game, they, they call it the crossover game. Now, there's two extra games, obviously. One is going to be played the day of the Pac-12 championship game, and that'll be kind of a seeding thing where they, I think the Big Ten's doing it where they, you know, the two teams, top teams in each division will play for the championship, but on that same day, the other teams in the league will be matched up, whether it's six versus six, five versus five, to get that seventh game in. The other crossover game is what's interesting because from what I understand, the first six games, which are the five interdivisional games plus the uh, crossover game, the league wants a balance of three home games and three road games for each team. Now, every year, given you're in a division with five other teams, there's a year where you have three games, three of those games at home, and, and others where you have two. So this year, the three northern teams that need a road game are, and Utah's going to enjoy this, California, Oregon State, and Washington State. Just those three. If they do anything else, if they uh, they want to try to put an Oregon and Salt Lake City game together, then Oregon will only have two home games instead of three. Utah would have, you know, get their three in that. And it disrupts the balance. And it's not just for this year. Schedules in future years have, have been made based on the scheduling of uh, this rotation of when you play your division rivals. So I think it's out of those three teams. I don't think you're going to see a Utah-Oregon game in that crossover game. I think it's going to be Cal, Oregon State, or Washington State in Salt Lake City. Man, those would be the three you want to face. That that, uh, yeah, that is for sure. Yeah, you can ask for a better scenario there. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it just makes sense because any other thing they do – throws the balance of the schedule out and obviously you know schedules are made years and years in advance and they're not going to move a home game uh interdivisional home game in 2022 to accommodate this year you know mark harlan said they were going to leave that the same and in an effort to give everybody three home games and three road games there's only three options Dirk, how much uh, how much of an advantage do the utes have given the fact that they've been able to be a little more organized during this period of time. A lot of people have made an issue of that. Do you think, uh, even though they're replacing a lot of the guys from last year, that they will hit the ground running because of that advantage? You know, I think uh, that's a good question, Gordon, and I'm sure all of us get asked this a lot, everyone who knows that we follow the youths uh, in the media. Um and I don't know if they'll have an advantage per se, because I always think back to what uh, Coach Witt says. You know, if you tell him, boy, they're expecting eight feet of snow this weekend uh, for the game or two feet of rain, you know what he always says. Hey, it's the same for both teams, right? Mm. So if everybody beginning camp October 9th or 10th and getting, you know, basically a month to prepare, I think it's kind of evened out. But. I think Whittingham's uh, reputation for preparation and the fact that he uh, dots his eyes and crosses his T's as well as anyone gives Utah a natural advantage, even in a year where they're replacing nine starters on defense. Speaking of uh, that, Dirk, what kind of team? Uh, do you think Utah will be a contender in the South? Do you think uh, they'll be one of the top three, four? Is it going to be a rebuilding year? What kind of year are we looking at? You know, I think uh, I think the three of us could find uh, 
eight guys and maybe be a contender in the Pac-12 South, or not a contender, maybe not a pretender. I think the bottom of the division is very weak. I think it's uh, a Utah, USC, Arizona State you could throw in there, but I think uh, I think the other three teams are lacking the ability to challenge. And from what I've been told by some people up at, up at the U, the offense is completely installed. Uh, guys like Jake Bentley are totally assimilated into the offense, and the offense is in good shape. The big question mark is getting reps for those nine new starters on defense, and that will be kind of the key to Utah's success. But uh, at this point, uh, you know, depending how the schedule works out in that, um, that Utah-USC game looms large, obviously, as it has the last couple of years. With a shorter season, maybe it it won't be quite as uh, noticeable as it would be in other seasons. But then, on the other hand, we've seen a lot of injuries, uh, both uh, in college football and in the NFL thus far. How right. what's the depth of the Utes looking like? You know that's that's a million dollar question too, because that'll dictate maybe how the defense restocks too. If there's a a lot of depth in the program that that maybe us media types aren't completely familiar with. We'll find out when they take the field with those nine new starters. But, uh, you know, you can even look at quarterback where they've got, you know, Cam Rising and Jake Bentley, and, you know, they've got some depth at a position like that. And seemingly every year uh, they add in the skill positions and the defensive line reloads. And then you got Devin Lloyd and Mika Tafua coming back on defense. You'd have to think it's pretty good, but uh, that's got to be a concern for a lot of folks because you're right. Uh, guys are kind of dropping like flies with this uh, lack of training camp and, and exhibition games. What about that offensive line, Dirk? Uh, a lot of people wondered if it would be better this time around than it was last year. You know, I think they have to be better, and that's simply because they're all experienced now. They've all you know, took, got a lot of reps last year, and they should be – should be better. Uh, Nick Ford's one of those guys that they anticipate developing into one of the best uh, linemen in the conference. And, and you know, Coach Harding does a good job uh, getting them up to snuff. And I, I just think the fact that, uh, that they're a little more experienced, I mean, has to be a positive. What do you make of uh, USC, Dirk? They they always seem to have the talent. They've got a quarterback coming back that's uh, that had a pretty good year last year, of course. Uh, but you know, the coaching staff is is it good enough? They always have been underperforming, or at least seemingly lately underperforming. What do you think about the Trojans? You know, I heard you uh, speaking with the USC writer earlier today, and I agreed with everything you said. You know, Slovis is a, a very talented quarterback in that, but every year. Uh, the argument is USC has the talent to get it done and do this and do that, but uh, you know it's probably put up for shut-up time for uh, for Clay Helton and that bunch. But you know maybe this weird year and the the lack of uh, spring ball and all that maybe buys them another uh, year of that staff. But uh, you know they're uh, they're still USC. They're not the USC but they still are, you know, a version of USC, and that makes them formidable in the Pac-12 as it currently is constituted. How's that for a politically correct answer? You know, Dirk, I wrote a column last year about uh, Slovis and how good he was going to be, and I, I've uh, Jake has been ridiculing me ever since. So uh, I was right, <laughs> wasn't I? You were, you know. 
you can play. Now, it's amazing that the revolving door that seems to be the quarterback situation down there. But, uh, you know, he uh, he's a guy that uh, Harold believed in and uh, and living up to expectations. But, uh, you know, it's kind of like the, uh, the grease back hair of Pat Riley and others uh, down there. It's kind of a Southern California thing to be the quarterback at USC. You're all that in a bag of chips, as they say. <laughs> Dirk Facer is with us from the Deseret News here on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Any worry that the Pac-12 didn't build in any flexibility with bye weeks and those sorts of things, Dirk? I know they're trying to get in before the college football playoff committee makes a decision, but that, you know, seeing how things have gone thus far, I would have maybe liked to see a week or two there for every team to be a little flexible. Yeah, I think it's a huge concern, and I think uh, – I tried to ask Mark Carlin about it today and didn't get a real straight answer because he was in the meeting where the, it was decided. But the, the recent uh, restrictions in Boulder, Colorado, I think, had a lot to do with him moving the start of the season from October 31st to the first week of November because those players are prohibited from gathering in groups for two weeks, and that pushes things into the first week of October or um November, I'm sorry. And I think there was a uh, genuine – I got my months mixed up. Anyway, but, you know, if they get uh, everybody on the same page, they had to change that. And the fact that Colorado uh, can't start anything for 14 days uh, tells you that uh, you know, that may have had something to do with it. Dirk, it's not everything. If I were to ask you, who who is going to be the Utes – stellar running back who is going to be that stud who's going to be the guy that they can just rely on to pick up yards to to break plays to 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 balance the offense completely who would you who would you say right now i would say the jury's out you know i don't think they necessarily have one um there's not a zach moss in the group that's for sure and you know there's always a bunch of guys that you know you play off of their potential and and their huddle films and stuff and their recruitment. But um, I think right now it's kind of an open competition. And, uh, whether you know, it's Brumfield or uh, Wilmore or who it could be uh, remains to be seen. But I don't think there's a clear-cut guy. There's obviously not a Zach Moss there yet. I like to add things today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dirk, we appreciate you jumping on and adding stuff with us today, my man. Thank you very much for doing it. We appreciate it. You guys are great. Thanks for having me on, and stay safe. Back you at too, you, Dirk. Mm-hmm. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's our friend Dirk Facer from the Deseret News. He covers the Utes, does a terrific job doing it. Uh, and as Gordon referred to his latest, it's uh, very good. Check it out at uh, Deseret.com. Yeah. Uh, Dirk's... Uh... Dirk's good people, man, and he's a long-time seasoned pro, which is a nice way of me saying he's an old man. Wow. Now you're taking shots. Why didn't you no, leave it at seasoned pro? I was joking because what do I always joke about my own age? You do. You, know? you are very much a seasoned pro. Well, <laughs> I mean, I make fun of myself for being old. Excuse me, being a seasoned pro, yeah. Okay, no. yes. Yeah, I, right. Thanks, exactly. Jake. I appreciate you cleaning that up for me. See, buddy, it, it does. It, you it, know, the funny thing about it is, is you're getting to be kind of, uh, well, a, a seasoned pro yourself. 
Oh, one hundred percent. I'll tell you this, Gordon. I, I uh, went down to Lake Powell for a little bit of vacation. And I haven't I haven't wakeboarded in in several years, and uh, I gave it a go. And I got to tell you, the next day, getting out of bed, I, I every muscle in my body was sore. I thought, <laughs> I, I thought this can't be right. You know, I I exercised for a second. Not even that. But I guess I'm using muscles that I don't usually use because I, I, I felt like I was 105 years old. Well, uh, get used to it because um, it, it, it probably will not necessarily get a whole lot better. It's not getting better. That's what, no. that's what you're saying. It's, it's, it's going to get worse. What age, do you, what age do you think it is where you, where you take that turn? You know, I was 24. thinking about this as I was watching LeBron last night. You know, he's such a physical specimen, and I'm thinking to myself, I wonder if he's getting tired at all. And then he then he uh, went on a tear of about five great plays in a row. And, uh, you know, obviously some people can have a little better longevity than others, but I just wondered, uh, what, what, when do people usually start to make the turn and start sliding a little? Well, don't bring up LeBron because he, he is not human. Yes. Uh, I mean, how many how many years has he been in the league now? And then you look at how many playoff games he played. It's like an extra yeah. three seasons based on how many playoff games he's played. I'm I'm exaggerating and, a little bit, but it's, and it's with him always else. being with him always being at the center of attention, yeah. and he's always healthy. It's amazing. I know last year he had a, a couple of issues, but you know, all things considered, he's a very old school player that way, and that he has been extraordinarily durable. And he's played in an incredible amount of games, and and still plays at a very very high level. So, LeBron, that's that's just not fair. That's not a fair comparison for any human being because yeah. he might be a robot. <laughs> he is. I mean, he. I I have never seen a man of that size who moves like he does ever. I mean, it's 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 really. It's really amazing, and especially with those with the fine-tuned skill set that he has. All right, we're live here at the warehouse in the Salt Lake location, 1825 South, 300 West. Don't forget about their Orem location as well, 86 East University Parkway. Joining us once again, our friend Tom and Clayton jumping on the show I'm on for it. the first time uh, in this particular show. What's going on, man? Hey, how you guys been? Just back from a delivery? You know, I just went and took a six, a six, sorry, Careful. A six piece uh, sectional into a house. <laughs> How's that Six go? piece sectional. Yeah, that's tricky to say. That six piece sectional. And you're currently holding your back. That can't be a coincidence. Yeah, I kind of tweaked my back earlier. I keep telling my dad these these free installation deliveries keeps getting a toll on my back. And Tom, you you of course are thinking, now ah, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Once you hit the third floor, you know I'm big thirty now. It's not the same. Gordon was just talking about when you turn the corner when it comes to uh, to age. Well, hey, Tom, when does that happen? When do you think that happens when physically you start to uh, I'm feel only 29, it? so it hasn't happened to me yet. <laughs> Still waiting. So you're you're younger than your son. That's quite a Yeah, I don't know. Quite, he's 29 and holding. Hey, but I had a comment about LeBron James. Can you imagine if LeBron James played soccer or all that talent group? Think about all the DBs in the NFL. Or the, all the cornerbacks and free safeties, if they played soccer, I think we'd have a World Cup. Oh, easy. I always thought, uh, the example I always thought of, Michael Vick. What if he played soccer? Are you, yeah, We're a 225-pound guy can that can run a that. 4 three forty. It's just yeah. insane. Uh, my input on that is, I know, I know. isn't Kevin Durant 
Uh, Imagine Kevin Grant in the goal. Oh, yeah. Never score. You would never score. Yep. We'd have a World Cup five times. We'd be better in he's, Germany. He's taller than LeBron. They say he's a better uh, ball handler than LeBron. They say his game has no weaknesses. But what about also uh, Wilt Chamberlain? Wilt Chamberlain was bigger, stronger. They say he was one of the fastest guys in the league at seven foot one. Crazy. Would you like to see Wilt Chamberlain and LeBron go at it? Oh, on the basketball <laughs> court, I certainly would. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Well, Clayton's talking soccer over here. Gordon's he likes to jump around. We can dream about soccer, but basketball, Kevin Durant and LeBron are playing together. And I read some article this week that says Kevin Durant is the best all-around basketball player ever to play. Hmm. There's no weakness in his game. One of the, I don't know if I'm, if I'm going the. I didn't, I didn't say I believe it. I'm just asking. And he asked a question, is there anybody physically like LeBron? Kevin Durant's not as muscular, but he's Taller with the wingspan that's like eight inches longer. Yeah, it is long. He's big and he's good. See, I grew up where if you weren't tall enough, you weren't going anywhere in basketball, so you might as well just play junior jazz. Pick a different sport. And then play soccer. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of the best, what is is the best deal right now in this store? What would you put number one on the list? Without question, the made in the United States memory foam or gel hybrid. With the adjustable queen base, I just for sold five ninety nine. I just sold one. Did you really? Right to those? They're checking out right now. And I know you're particularly excited about these mattresses. This is kind of something kind of new for you guys. Made in the United States awesome. at made in China prices. Can't beat it. Literally can't beat it. You can't no, when you it. go to any of the competitors, you can't but beat it. But the sectional you're sitting on uh-huh. is a phenomenal deal. Nineteen ninety nine for a four thousand dollars sectional. Amazing. Power, gorgeous, comfortable. Very comfortable. What else? What's the best? Thing? I was just gonna say I'm excited about the mattresses because I'm trying to convince my dad we do our own private label. Yeah. Oh hey, can you imagine that? That'd be a good idea. Get the Clayton, get the Tom mattress. How about Check a Clayton out. Thomas line? There you go. There you go. Now you're talking my business. Look at that! Look at that! Look in your eye. You're thinking about it. it. Let's do it. I like it. All right, take advantage of these deals right now. Eighteen twenty-five South, three hundred West here in Salt Lake, and eighty-six East University Parkway in Orem. It's the warehouse. Uh, We'll have more of Gordon's list coming up next. Stay tuned. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Come on by their new Salt Lake location. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Also, their uh, Orem location, 86 East University Parkway. It's time for Drop of the Day, also known as Sounds of Various Clips. Uh, Gordon, we're going to play this clip because um, I, I, I did. I thought this was interesting in yesterday's press conference where Michael Schill, who's the uh, president of Oregon, had this to say about what mattered and did not when making the decision. The vote was unanimous. It was a collegial, wonderful conversation. Let me just say one thing it was not about, okay? The media sometimes talks about, or social media sometimes talks about, that the conference is doing things because of money. This has nothing to do with money. It was never once mentioned 
as a consideration. The losses that our schools are encountering, and in particular, our athletic departments, are huge. The amount of money that will be paid as a result of going back to play is tiny in comparison with the losses. It had no effect on our decisions. All right. Uh, so there you go. Uh, real quick, because I want your reaction to that, Gordon, but we do have a little breaking news. We have some comments on some news that broke earlier today. Uh, Dell Demps will be a new assistant coach with the Jazz, and Keon Dooling is joining the staff as uh, player development. Uh, real quick on Demps, uh, Quinn Snyder said this, quote, I was fortunate enough to work with Dell to begin my career as a head coach in professional basketball, and I know he will uh, delve into his role on the bench. Uh, he has incredible work, uh, work ethic and commitment to his craft. His vast experience as both as a player and in front office roles brings a unique perspective that will be invaluable to our team. And then uh, said this about uh, Keon Dooling. Uh, Keon is a fantastic addition for us on multiple levels and someone I've always had tremendous respect for since our time at Missouri when we formed a close bond that has continued throughout the years. He's a natural leader who is uh, a captain on multiple teams in the league, and I have no doubt uh, the way he has approached the game as a player will translate uh, to the work he puts in on the roster and the court, unquote. Those are from Quinn. We have a couple quotes from Dennis Lindsay as well. But uh, real quick, your, your reaction to those moves, and then I want to talk to you about what Michael Schill had to say. Yeah, I, I know you heard a, a, a he read a, you read a word that Quinn used that uh, I know uh, for a fact that he truly believes in his respect. He respects both of those guys, uh, and uh, I think he's pretty excited to have him uh, here. All right, wanted to get out there because that just uh, that just barely came across. We we heard the news a little bit earlier, but there's there's your quotes from uh, from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. All right, what did you think about what uh, the Oregon president had to say? Well, uh, it depends on how you define money. I mean, how how, how do you <laughs> how do you define that? Uh, I nothing is ever done at uh, a macro level like that without having some financial consideration, right? I mean, it just always is there. And he said it was never mentioned, it was never brought up, but it's it's always there. Was it the major factor here and what their decisions were back and forth? I don't know. I do I do want to believe that those administrators at those schools are concerned about the well-being of their student-athletes and they want them to be taken care of and they want to do it right. I, I I just haven't gotten to the point of being so cynical that I think they don't care about that. I think they do care about that, but they also care about their institutions and the well-being of those. So I, I, I think it's a balancing act. Okay, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I found that clip hilarious. I mean, absolutely hilarious because they're like, look, first he blames the media, which, of course, uh, I always find entertaining. Uh, the media always wants to say and then corrected himself to say, I mean, it's social media it says uh, it's about money. And he says it was not about money and then goes on to describe the financial issues that they would have <laughs> if they didn't play. I, yeah. I, I, I've mentioned this a number of times, but there's a great Dave Chappelle skit, the the Rick James skit where um, Chappelle is playing Rick James, and they actually interview Rick James. And Charlie Murphy is, play, is telling a story about how Rick James put his dirty feet all over his couch. And it cuts to Rick James, the actual Rick James. He says, I did not 
put my feet on his couch. And then the very next clip is Rick James saying, yeah, I put my feet on his couch. <laughs> uh, that's exactly what we just heard. He's like, oh, it was not about money. We didn't talk about money. How dare you even even bring up money with us? Damn but 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 yeah, the financial shortfall is is really terrible. <laughs> I just find it so funny because these guys think they can control the narrative. They think they can control the messaging, and the people are just going to lap it up like, "Hey, it's not about the money." And then a sentence later, be com- complaining about the money. It's hilarious to me. All you need to do is say, "Yeah, we've got a we've got a big program." Athletics is, is are a big deal on our universities, and we're dealing with some financial stuff that's really hard. We all know it's really hard. Right. We know it's hard on them. Everybody living right now is has a concern one way or another about finances in this wild 2020. Why is it so hard for a conference or a, or a president to say, yeah, we've got some real serious financial stuff we have to worry about? Who's going to judge them for that? Instead, he goes, oh, you media, you just want to talk about the money. It, this had nothing to do with money. But, yeah, we're, we're hurting for money. This has nothing to do with money. The losses are huge. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is funny, J.K. You have circled that well, my friend. But it's That's always hilarious. on. It's always on their minds. Come on, you can't. You can't lead an institution like that without thinking about those things. And you've brought this up a thousand times that that the the, the money that is involved in employing so many people is it's not like it's a bad thing right sometimes sometimes exactly. it is but you know in this case it's, it's it shouldn't be interpreted that way i don't think uh so it is interesting that he went about it that way but as far anytime i hear anybody blame the media it just bounces right off me because i've heard it so many times i don't even pay attention anymore well, in this case, uh, the the I think you're right on the money, Gordon. Especially when you say it's all right, it's all right to say it, it, there's there's money involved. It, we're talking about jobs and right. humans and mm-hmm. and support system for athletes and and all these things that are really really important. That yes, are associated with money. It's okay. It's it, it's all right. In fact, I'm sure like the the furloughed and laid off employees at, at Utah, for example, would, would would in fact love to hear a little honesty about the money, you know, because it's, so, it's directly impacting them. It just I, I, I think it's a bad look when all oh, the media, you just want to talk about money. It's OK. It's all right. It's a big so deal. Jake, I want to know you're captain of the Skyline Eagle debate team. OK. And you Again. heard. An opposing, uh, what do you call him? An opponent, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, say something like that. How how deep would have you <laughs> cut into that oh, and huge. torn it apart? Big because time. that, I mean, the way the way it's framed there is uh, it's laughable. It is know? laughable. Austin, play that clip again. How how you uh, kind of cut it together? Because it's exactly. I mean, it's it's just so it's so funny how. How obvious that statement was to me, and people are like, "Oh, he's, yeah, that's that's not about the money. They're, they're they're being responsible." And it's like in the very next sentence, he talked about the money. This the has fin- nothing to do with money. The losses are huge. <laughs> that's uh, hilarious. Mm. It's so funny how how it, it just. 
Uh, well, maybe, know. maybe, maybe he was trying to say that the money doesn't matter. Maybe he's trying to say that the 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 well being of the athletes, the student athletes, was priority number one. And even though the losses were huge, it wasn't about that. Well, okay, so you can prop up your nobility. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this has good, good for to you. Money. <laughs> the losses are huge. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you Any can questions? Know, you for, can being be... a, for being a school president and an ac- a professional academician, that that is quite a uh, a faux pas on his part. Yeah, I mean, it's it, you can care about your student athletes and you can care about the health of your program and your athletic department at the same time. It's okay. It's all right. When when has the University of Oregon ever been concerned with money and and maybe you know Uncle Phil? You know. I, I just don't think that they really care about money up there. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. You know. I don't know. But he does because in the next sentence said, he said the a, shortfall was huge. Has Phil uh, donated like a billion dollars to that university or something? I, I have know. no clue. I, I have no idea. Uh, all right. Uh, coming up next, we'll get to more Big Show. Stay tuned. Live at the Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West, right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live here at the Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low to blow your mind. It's the Warehouse. Uh, we're going to catch up with Tom coming up here momentarily, so stay tuned. Gordon, we've had some breaking jazz news uh, today, and it's kind of been uh, sprinkled uh, in between the football because, of course, uh, we had a football Friday and a, a lot to talk about. But uh, Johnny Bryant, we know, uh, took a job with the New York Knicks as associate head coach, and the Jazz had a, a spot on that staff to fill. And it's Dell Demps, the former GM uh, of the uh, Pelicans, but has a long history. Howard Beck t- uh, talked earlier about how he goes back with Dell a little bit. Uh, but that is uh, the replacement for Johnny Bryan, and Johnny played a big role on that staff, and there's a, a big role for him to come in and fill. I think these hires are a real compliment to the Jazz organization that they can they can get these guys. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, I know Quinn is really excited about the level of knowledge and uh, experience these guys have and what they'll bring to the table. So, yeah, it's it's nice for the Jazz to be able to – because when, when you found out that Johnny was leaving, wasn't there – didn't you have a moment of, oh, wow, that's a big loss? Oh, sure, because it yeah. was a, I, I think it was a big loss. Um, uh-huh. You know, the Jazz uh, break their coaching staff up to work individually with certain players, and, mm-hmm. and Johnny Bryant was the one who was working with Donovan Mitchell and Gordon Hayward before that. So, I mean, he played an incredibly important role on, on that Jazz staff. There's there's no doubt about it. He left huge shoes to fill. You know, it's, but it, you know this, Gordon. It's, it's tough to fault a coach in that business for taking a, a promotional opportunity. You right. know, I, I'm sure Quinn Snyder was, was certainly bummed out to lose a coach like Johnny Bryant. But to be basically the number two with the Knicks, I mean, that's a that's a step up for him. And not Man. to mention that their new president is Leon Rose and how connected yeah. he is. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a that's a tough move to criticize, I think. The, the only thing I can really relate it to is through the years in the radio business, the people we've had come through, Jake, mm-hmm. and the jobs that they have gone on to, 
it's it's yeah you're sorry to see them leave but man are you happy for them that they've they've been able to rise to a certain level that's right that's really really good for them and good for their careers and and so so the jazz lose that kind of talent and they then they bring in a del Demps type and and uh and dueling i mean the, these guys are are really qualified and will help the jazz and and i'm sure that the organization feels much better about having these guys in the fold now after what they've lost. Yeah, I, I think so. And I, I think one of the strengths of this team for a while now has been the coaching staff yeah. and uh, the, the ability of, of Coach Snyder to identify good coaches and bring in good, uh, good you know, player development guys. I mean, that certainly has been a uh, uh, a skill of his. I mean, look at uh, our friend Martin Schiller, Gordon, who, who took a bigger job out there in Europe. But what a job he did with the Stars. Right. So, uh, I mean, Dueling is joining the staff in a player development role. Uh, Demps, uh, of course, I'm, I'm sure will be taking on a big player development role. But, you know, it, it's been a strength of this team. So you would have confidence in the, the uh, guys they're bringing in to fill that position. Well, really, it's a compliment that uh, that someone recognizes talent the way they do. I mean, because if you hire somebody and they thrive and they go on to a, uh, to, a to a very nice job, then that's a compliment to to what you do and how you go about your business and and uh, the things that you offer people. And and so all that does is attract more interest from qualified people. Yeah, right. You know, and so it's just self-perpetuating to some extent. All right, we're live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Jumping on the show once again, our friend Tom Clayton is jumping on with us as well. Jake, what does that say? Uh, home and home uh, with uh, Troy. The the uh, Oh, that's right. They're playing Saturday. They're playing, yeah, tomorrow. I thought that was... Late night visually impaired for a second. I thought that was <laughs> He's getting old. Now. He's a grandpa. Yeah. He's looking at uh, looking over my uh, computer screen. I know. With BYU. Hey, careful with the grandpa talk. I mean, that's a compliment, right? Hey, Tom? hey, I'm, he knows because he loves his nephews and niece. I do. I'm trying Gordon, to get. You know, there. we got a new niece. Yes. Four, week, four weeks ago. She is yes, so I, that's very exciting, Not niece, man. My granddaughter, his niece. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, isn't it great being a grandpa? It's I mean, it, absolute it, best. It is. You get all the cuddle time, and when it they're being misbehaving, it's, Mom and Dad, um, this is your child. Do you want me to discipline them, or would you like to take care of them? So, so they never me want you. me to discipline, so th- I'm always the favorite. So, so, Tom, let me ask you a question. Which yes. is more fun, raising your kids or being a grandpa to your grandkids? You know, I have loved raising my kids. Um, we have unique relationship with all of my children. Um, I've had the privilege when I was going all over the world to take my kids individually all over the world. So we had bonding experiences. Uh, Even Clayton? Once in a while. uh, Gosh, I've taken Clayton everywhere. I'm the favorite, Gordon. You should know this. (laughs) Clayton's a legend in his own mind, Gordon. (laughs) Hey, well, I'm going to just, let me just, I'll just throw it in a little little one here when i was six i was in chicago game six for the utah jazz and we sat in first class gordon was on the same row across Mm. the aisle coming home hey see 
Look at that's just, that's just, that's just That's just one, Gordon. I could go on for lists. Yeah. But let's not make my siblings jealous. You know, Tom, though, that, that's interesting that Clayton realizes that because he, he should. All the different opportunities you've given him, and it's good that he recognizes that and does appreciate it moving Oh, no. This Come is on. not selling furniture, but it's selling the concept that buy local because local families own local businesses, and it makes our community stronger. 100%. But last year, Clayton had an opportunity and got free tickets uh, as his famous self in Peru to the final of the Copa America in Rio. Oh, nice. In Rio. So I went down there. We went to Maracana Stadium to see the final of Copa America. Amazing. You got to remember. Two billion people watched that soccer. You got to remember, Maracana is where Queen went and set the record for most people in attendance. 220,000 people in attendance to a Queen concert. That's pretty amazing. Unbelievable. Yeah. How were your your seats? Ten ten yards off center line, seven rows up. Wow. Incredible seats, and Clayton got them that's, just because he's famous. Come in on, Peru. Gordon, that's your green gasho power right there. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> come to South America, I'm a somebody. Yeah, here, I just yeah. deliver furniture. Here, you're, yeah. you're setting up beds. <laughs> that's so funny. But you helping your dad. Back to the family thing. It's amazing. You know, talking about talking about supporting local businesses, we love to support local businesses here in Utah. And not to get cheesy or, or make a, a, a silly transition, but I want to hit Dad the Clayton sectional. Yeah, we have a deal on custom furniture. Uh, it's made by a company here. They've been in business for a long time. Uh, they they sell them down the street for seventeen ninety nine. Clayton broke the price. We're at eleven ninety nine for a Chase sectional. There's nine fabrics to choose from. There's five fabrics that you can choose for the uh, accent pillows. It's an incredible deal made not only in the United States but made in Utah, and it is unbelievable quality i got one left here in the store and whoever comes in and mentions clayton is the favorite child in the family <laughs> nice. i'm gonna do it for 10.99 dad i'm gonna kick your chicken <laughs> <laughs> that was unauthorized right there <laughs> that's okay 10.99 if you come in and mention that clayton's the favorite sibling in the family and these are really cool, by the way. I've and seen them; they're amazing. I love these sectionals, yeah. and they're they're awesome for when we put them together in the house. And so, it's a great it's a great thing we've been doing. We love the people that make them here in Draper, made locally here in Utah, bought from a local company. Me and my dad, obviously, doing this. So, next person to come in and buy this Clayton sectional and mention that you heard me, Clayton, on the radio, the favorite sibling in the family, you'll get it for ten ninety nine instead of eleven. No. Big deal. Awesome. You might, you that might was wanna, a big deal. You might want to talk to Clayton, not to Tom, on that particular deal, you know, to make sure you get it. Well, he did. Just he, he, he No problem. I'll check you out the door. Right we, we were so busy today, we had to get a, a rental truck that uh, both of our other trucks were tied up busy today, all day, all over the state. Literally, wow. Park City. So Clayton has to take that rental truck back in the next ten minutes. So come in any time; I'll be here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Eighteen twenty-five South, three hundred West. It's the warehouse. Don't forget about Orem. Eighty-six East University Parkway. More of the big show next. Ninety-seven-five and twelve eighty. The zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, walk, uh, wrapping up another week. In fact, Gordon, uh, uh, wrapping up a 
gr- uh, grueling two-day work week for me. It's been <laughs> it's been rough. Yeah, but I made it as difficult as I could for those two days. So you did. I'm, I'm, you earned your you earned your heart. <laughs> Your cash over that period of time. Yeah, in fact, funny. it was a whole week's worth for you in two days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, you made up for it, and and I appreciate. That. We had a good week. Bowler was in. Austin did a fantastic job uh, on the air with me, and uh, and PK was fun to do a show with too. And then it was. It's always good to have you back. So it's been it's been a good week. Well, thanks, buddy. I, and it, I mean, it seems like we have all these, you know, wild weeks, Gordon, with all these, you know, breaking news stories. And uh, this week was was no different. We see the return yeah. of Pac-12 football. Additions to to the Jazz staff. You know, BYU's home opener is coming up tomorrow. I mean, it's just, you know, it seems like it, it comes at us fast and furious every single day. Yeah, BYU's home opener uh, where there will be no fans, but uh, they're playing in familiar environs anyway. Right, but uh, we're going to see football uh, even though it's in the middle of the night. Uh, we're going to be we're going to be. <laughs> we are it. back to that again, right? I know. Some things just don't I change. Know. It's just these. What is it supposed to be? Eight fifteen tomorrow, something like that. Which will mean it's what closer to eight thirty, eight forty-five. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, Gordon, you, you... it's not in the afternoons anymore. <laughs> we talked about we talked about getting older earlier in the show, and this is this is certainly my getting older moment. I am that not in the afternoon anymore guy. Well, along about halftime, we'll be drinking our uh, heated milk and just, uh, you know, uh, laying down for the remainder of the game. And Howard told you to get some Metamucil, too. It's been he a, did. It's been a day <laughs> about age. That's what it, it is. It has been. Well, Howard. if you're going to eat that hat of yours, Jake, you're going to need that for sure. I mean, it's I don't not going to happen. How much, is there a lot of fiber in a, in a, in a, in a hat? hat? I have no idea. No, you that's why you need hat? the Metamucil, actually. Yeah, yeah. Right. What's that's the, a good what's, point. What's the grossest thing you ever ate? Uh, I had I, fish paste once <laughs> on toast. I bet that was tasty. It was horrendous. I had raw chicken once. Raw chicken? Yeah. Was you that bought, worse than the bu- Rocky Mountain Oyster? Uh, yeah, because that one could have made me sick, even though it didn't. Did you bite the head off a chicken? What, was that by accident or what? No, it was put in <laughs> front of me as kind of a cultural delicacy, and I was... I don't know. I was trying everything. Like, Where Gordon, in the you world thought he were just you? picked up a chicken off the ground and big just dumb bit Huey's the head dog right like? off. Just clean off. You know, like <laughs> the big dumb Huey's dog. No, no, that didn't happen. Uh, what about you? What's the weirdest uh, thing you've eaten? Probably, uh, well, and known that I was eating it, probably uh, goose liver. Isn't, Isn't that, that called a, pate? That's like a delicacy, right? Yeah, that is pate. Yeah. It was at a very fancy restaurant. Yeah, nice. I love it how you slide that in there instead of saying um, pate to come off as pretentious. Oh, goose, goose, goose liver? Goose That's liver. pretentious? No, but you uh, you purposely avoided the word pate. And I mentioned did, that I, you were at a high-end restaurant. Yeah. Uh, I, I did eat, uh, I did eat uh, raw hamburger once uh, and uh, spread on a, on a toast, and I think I might have had a bite of a blood sausage. I went to. It was, uh, Gordon, was really gross. I mean, don't ever do that. Stay away from that stuff. I went to a traditional Chinese wedding once, which, by the way, was awesome. But they had uh, twenty-one courses, and there was definitely some courses that I had no idea what I was eating. <laughs> but I, I don't like that that guy who refuses to try different food because they're not familiar with it, you know, in different cultures. So I was just going for it. You just, ever had snake? Uh, I have. It's not terrible. Really. 
I've yeah. had snake too. Yeah. Yeah. It's How, not bad. What kind? Rattlesnake. Rattlesnake. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. And it was fine. I don't yeah, think fine. I'll order it, but it was fine. I do. Tastes like chicken. All right. Uh, we will talk to you next week on the big show. Gordon, enjoy your weekend, buddy. You too, man. All right. It is the big show. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The zone.